The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show is the final hour of the Bruce Hooley Show this week. Aaron and I will be off tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and we will be off Friday as well. So we'll greet you on Monday, at which point we will know if I am correct in telling all my friends that their panic over the upcoming Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday is wasted panic. I tried to tell them last week Michigan State was no threat. How did that end? 56-7. to Now, Saturday will not be 56-7. to Aaron, do we not have a... Predict the score contest of the Ohio State-Michigan game here at The Answer. We've done these kinds of things before. I've not seen one. We stopped doing it after I joined the team and started winning the contest. That's probably a coincidence. I predict, you ready? There's no drum roll, sorry. 41 to 20. 41 to 20. I know, it's not as bad a beatdown as you Ohio State fans want and have grown accustomed to over the last couple of years. Ryan Day said famously before uh, last season began, and there was no Ohio State-Michigan game last year, uh, that he would score 100 on Michigan if he could because Jim Harbaugh supposedly turned Ohio State into the Big Ten for not observing COVID protocols while practicing before the season was canceled and then it was uncanceled. So 41-20 to 20 is my prediction. On Saturday's game. Also want to wish good luck to Coach Justin Buttermore and the Upper Arlington Golden Bears as they chase a berth in the state championship game among Division One, the biggest schools in Ohio. State semifinals, Friday night, Arlen Field and Mansfield. They're taking on powerful Lakewood St. Edward. So it's the classic private school, public school battle. I almost always root for the public school in these battles. I know Paul Imhoff, the superintendent at Upper Arlington, makes it hard to root for his school system, but I uh, have had the pleasure of meeting Justin Buttermore and some of his really good players, Carson Graysock, Simon Mon, and Sam Cannon. Good young men, and I love how a community comes together around a successful sports team. So good luck to the Upper Arlington Golden Bears. Would love to see them in the state championship weekend in Canton, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, I mentioned before the top of the hour that I was at dinner last night and a very nice young woman, she did say she was 24 years old. This piece of information, Aaron, was asked of me by a female colleague here when I was saying, am I right or wrong that this woman is headed for a bad end engaged seven and a half years to her fiancé. She said, well, how old is she? I said, well, she told me she was 24. So my uh, female colleague said, well, some of the seven and a half years was spent in high school. So you can't, you know, ding the guy for commitment issues in high school because, you know, most kids don't get married in high school. But I said, well, here's another piece of information that I didn't give. Let's see if you think this is relevant. The engagement ring that I spotted, which sparked the conversation, when are you getting married, which led to this disclosure that this guy's dated her seven and a half years and hasn't said I do yet. Her engagement ring is was was quite modest, I will say. Now, she said to me that he comes from a wealthy family. Is this another piece of relevant information? 
that if he comes from a wealthy family, and she said the wealthy family does not like her and has not accepted her, that he bought her a ring apparently below the means which he could afford to buy. Is that a relevant piece of information? Uh, it, you know, it could mean that it could put his uh, dedication into question. Mm. I maintain, and you're free to weigh in if you'd like. I, I felt bad. This is basically, this gets back to the, I think it's important for us to do the right thing for the right reason all the time. To convey our care and compassion for other people. Across ethnic lines, across gender lines, across all lines. I think the only way we build a better country, a better community, and that's how you build a better country, is by building a better community, is to convey genuine compassion and care for people when you have no personal stake in it. In fact, this just reminded me, I've been blessed over the last couple of years to have really transformative people who've invested in my life. I mean invested in my life, not financially, with their time, with their uh, wisdom, they have contributed to me increasing my capacity as a person, my capabilities as a person. And they've done that without any personal stake in what they get out of it. Okay? If we could get to a point in our society where we genuinely cared for people and offered counsel and wisdom and care and concern out of no personal agenda... Well, that would ax out every single elected official currently, okay? But that's the ideal scenario. That is the scenario we had when we had citizen representatives, when we had Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln. Yeah, I know your statue's got to come down now, but thank you for giving us a good country. Sorry we're screwing it up. But these little things are indicative of bigger things, and so to me, hearing this woman Tell me that I don't have a wedding date because my fiance and I were trying to figure it out. His family doesn't accept me. They're they're wealthy. And I'm looking, tiny engagement ring. He hasn't committed in seven and a half years. He's not really committed to you, young lady. I wanted to tell her that. I didn't. I didn't leave a note. I didn't do anything. And I mean, it bugged me the rest of that night. My buddy and I are driving around and he's like, Drop it, will you? Like, shut up. I gave her a nice tip. Good enough. I'm like, no, not good enough. Because I see her a year, two, six months from now. This dude who won't commit to her is either going to dump her because he got a better offer. And that's what he's waiting on. He's waiting on a better offer, better option. Or once he marries her, he's going to cheat on her. So our female colleague said that I'm right, that this guy is waiting on a better offer. That doesn't mean that I'm I am right, but is there a way to have that conversation without this woman thinking I'm a complete and total jerk? I think it's really hard as a complete stranger. I was now, just going to say to her, "Look, I don't have any dog in this fight and I'm not interested in you personally. I'm a happily married guy and I'd bring my wife here and, and in fact, Aaron, this is how much this troubled me. This woman, she recommended a certain dish on the menu that is only available on Tuesday night, okay? So she said, I love this dish so much that I work every Tuesday. And I thought to myself last night, in order for her to take me seriously, my concern is without any personal agenda, what if I went back next Tuesday with my wife and my daughters 
<laughs> so she could see, look, this dude does not have any interest in dating me because he wouldn't bring his wife and daughters here to make a play for me. So that way she would know that what I tell her is from a place of genuine concern. Yeah, you want to stage a surprise intervention. I just want her, her job. I just and I, and so I thought through the conversation like, hey, you know, oh, you were here last week. Yes, I was here last week. Oh, did you come back for the because <laughs> I'm hoping I haven't identified her with colleagues who work at this same place. <laughs> but and I'd be like, no. And then I could say, since you asked why I came back, here is why I came back. And then I would tell my daughters to leave the table, get to, get away. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass them or or her. And I would say, honestly, the reason I came back is because it troubled me what you told me about your fiance, who I never met, admittedly. But I just, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say here's what's gonna happen. But I would say, I feel like it's been placed on my heart to ask you to consider this. If he hasn't committed to you in seven years, is it possible he's waiting for something that he doesn't think you offer him? I do think that your idea is possible, that that is, it is possible that that's what's going on. But it's also possible that's not what's going on at all, that he was in college or he's still in college, or he's starting a new job and they're going to be married in the next two years and be happy. And you're throwing this major curveball in there well, saying, okay, so hey, I throw this you major curveball. Stop your life for for my suggestion. I'm not telling her to. I'm asking her to consider. And here's the deal. But my maybe view, she already did consider. Well, maybe she did. But uh, my deal is if I get her to consider it and she goes, no, this random dude who's coming here on Tuesday night is a whack job. And I really love this guy and he really loves me. Okay, great. What's the harm? What Has she been harmed? Well, I don't know. She could, just by you bringing that up, could have completely ruined her day, week. No, I don't want to do that. But but uh, to your argument, maybe ruining her week is worth saving her I'm life. I'm not trying to ruin anybody's week. I'm trying to protect her from something bad happening that I've seen happen before. So, anyway, there are other people who are trying to do that. Not with her, but with Ohio's congressional map. Oh, the hue and cry. Mike DeWine is signing the law. The Ohio Congressional Redistricting Map. Now, you're going, oh, okay, I'm tuning out now because this is really boring. Well, it can be, but not the way I'm going to talk about it because there is a time-tested Halloween, not Halloween, Thanksgiving tradition that you're familiar with that proves why the congressional map should be done in the fashion, or similar to the fashion, in which it was done. I will explain that to you next on The Bruce Willis Show. So the Ohio Congressional Redistricting Map has been finalized. Uh, Mike DeWine has signed it, and the Democrats hate it. Because they say it's uh, gerrymandered. Gerrymandering is the name given to the strategic compilation, the strategic division of the state of Ohio into 15 congressional districts. Every district will have a representative who will be elected to go represent that district in the United States Congress. Mike Carey is the 
15th district representative, fulfilling the remainder of the term. Steve Stivers won and then decided he didn't want to play ball anymore because eh, life is tough in Washington, D.C., fighting against the Democrats. So Mike Carey is there, and he will be back up for re-election in 2022. Uh, Ohio typically elects more Republicans than Democrats because most Ohioans aren't stupid. No, no, no. That is not the real reason, at least not according to Democrats. The real reason, they say, is because the districts are set up to advantage Republicans. Now, this is the portion of the conversation where you expect me to say, no, it isn't. We don't set it up to advantage Republicans. But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, yes, we do set it up to advantage Republicans. And the reason why we set it up to advantage Republicans is because if we did not set it up to advantage Republicans, then Democrats would soon have the power, and Democrats would definitely set it up to advantage Democrats. Now, what tried-and-true Thanksgiving tradition is this principle demonstrated by? Have any of you ever seen... uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving on television. The cartoon, Charlie Brown. The downtrodden but nevertheless lovable Charlie Brown. And what happens in pretty much every Charlie Brown cartoon? At some point, Charlie Brown decides he'd like to play football, but he doesn't want to play football alone. He wants to play with a colleague, a friend. And somehow, it always ends up being his, (laughs) quote-unquote, friend, Lucy. And Charlie Brown would like to kick the football. He needs somebody to hold the football. And so he engages Lucy to hold the football. And Lucy holds the football until Charlie goes to kick the football. And then what does Lucy do? Lucy pulls the football away. Charlie Brown just keeps going back for more, doesn't he? Every single time he trusts Lucy to hold that football and not pull it away. That's what Democrats want you to do. They want the Republican Party to trust them to hold that football. Mm Hmm. And they'll hold that football right there in place until they decide that it advantages them to pull it away and splat goes the fairness that they say, oh, we're committed to this. We won't dare do that. We will have congressional districts (laughs) that look like serpentine highways if we ever allow the Democrats to get in power because there just aren't enough stupid people in the rural areas of Ohio to vote for Democrats unless you poison their congressional district with lemmings and sheep from heavily Democratic districts, which is to say big cities in Ohio. So no, we're not going to let you hold the football, Democrats. We're not going to trust you to hold the football because we know what's going to happen because we watched Lucy do it to Charlie Brown every single day time. Every single time. Now, the ongoing debate about whether I should have said anything to the server in the restaurant, we have had the uh, boss weigh in and say, I should leave that poor girl alone. (laughs) I didn't do anything to that quote-unquote poor girl. Uh, And he said, maybe she's waiting for a better offer. Okay, well, maybe she is waiting for a better offer. So I guess I uh, I will not do anything. Uh, here's what I'm going to do, Aaron. I'm going to do what the president does every single time. <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to do this because Joe Biden did it again yesterday. 
Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you and may God protect our troops. And I'm heading to a, a food kitchen to serve meals right now. Thank you for your time and effort. I'll have plenty of time to talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Now, that's the official White House YouTube video of Joe Biden's comments yesterday. Who do you think's getting fired today for letting that run long enough for the media voice to be heard at the end going, how long will it be before you answer our questions, sir? Well, at least one more day. That was a very interesting portion of Biden's comments, wasn't it? Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Pretty generic. May God protect our troops. Well, that's putting your faith in the right protector for sure. But God would like you to do your part too. See, a lot of people think God is going to always intervene and absolve them of their own stupid decisions. And sometimes he does. Sometimes he does. But sometimes he does not. Sometimes he allows you to reap what you sow. So if you close Bagram Air Force Base and concentrate the Marines around two gates at Kabul Airport, and you have no control of the perimeter, and terrorists can get in, and they can blow up 14 Marines, could God keep that from happening? Yeah, he could. But you could also play your part, Joe Biden. And then when he walks away, I just asked myself this question, and I'd ask you to consider it, too. If you continually were talking to someone and asking them a question you were entitled to ask them, and that is the job of the White House press corps to ask Joe Biden questions for you and for me, because I'm not there. You're not there. That's what the press is there for. They are the contact that Joe Biden has with the American people. And he continually walks away, turns his back. How would you feel about a person who does that? You would feel like they're disrespecting you because they are. And that's what Joe Biden does every time he walks away. 